0: This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to The Huddle Podcast. At the start of the year, I mentioned a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. I've continued to listen to this audiobook. I've started listening to it a little bit each night and then on my way to and from work, I've been listening to it as well. And today I found the material really fascinating. He was talking about autopilot and talking about the connection between our bodies and our emotions, how we feel and how we think. And so this connection, I think, is one that I have been overlooking pretty consistently. What he talked about was how we move into a state of autopilot, or we move into a state of operating based on habit. You know, the book is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And his point is that you really are in the habit of acting like whoever you are whoever you perceive yourself to be whatever you think of yourself your persona your identity your set of personal beliefs that's you know who you are and his thought is that who you are is a habit it's what you consistently believe about yourself which then influences what you consistently do, the activities and the behaviors that you exhibit every single day. They're a result of your programming, much of which is self-programming that we've done over the years, telling ourselves, I'm this kind of person, uh, I'm this sort of employee, or uh, this sort of husband, or this type of man, or woman, or friend, or whatever the case may be. And I thought that was really interesting. He he brought up the fact that we do so many things on autopilot, and especially by the time we reach midlife, you know, around 40, 45, people, most people tend to be in a state of habit. They tend to be in a state of, of, you know, autopilot, so to speak. They brush their teeth, they put on their clothes, they drive in the car, they come back home, they make dinner. And all along the way, there's all this information that's constantly coming into the body. There's all this information that's constantly, you know, really like a flood, like a deluge coming in um, to our mind. All this sensory data and information, things that we're smelling, that we're seeing, that we're hearing, uh, that, you know, we're we're uh, feeling in one way or, uh, or another, you know, all of this Information, this sensory information from our five senses is coming in, and it, we're ignoring most of it because uh, we've learned to filter out certain things that just aren't important. We've all done this when we're driving in the car, we're driving to a familiar destination. It's like we get there and we, you know, kind of stop and say, Well, I don't even remember driving here, right? We, you know, try to do things. Um, Uh, you know, all at once, you know, so-called multitasking. And we can pull that off or just about pull that off because we've brushed our teeth so many times, right, that we can brush our teeth and tie our shoes at the same time. So, you know, why waste the time focusing on one, you know, some would say. But, uh, you know, I think this is a really interesting idea. And if you really start to break it down, you take it seriously, then if you're wanting to change who you are, if you're wanting to change how you feel, and how you think, you have several different avenues and ways that you can go about that. To change how you feel, you can work on changing how you think. And to work on, you know, changing how you think, you can change how you feel, right? You can, it kind of works both ways. And I'm not very far into this book, so there's apparently a lot more material here. Uh, And I'm a little bit skeptical. You know, if you pick up this book by uh, Joe Dispenza, I'm a little skeptical. I'm not sure if all of the science is really solid or not, but I think the concept is really intriguing. And, you know, I don't think that something has to be a hundred percent factual in order to get the point across, right? Like, have you ever heard a story that somebody says, oh, this is absolutely a true story, and it has a really good moral lesson? Then you, you find out later, though, that that story was made up. Well, the fact that the story is not true doesn't negate the fact that there was a good moral point and that that story had some sort of bearing, uh, had had some sort of weight uh, on your life and, and possibly changed your life for the better. And in the same way, you know, I believe in good scientific practices. And if you're going to write a book about science, which Dr. Dispenza is doing here, you're going to mention scientific research and scientific principles and concepts. Well, yes, I think that needs to be grounded first and foremost in fact, in what is actually real. But even if that's not the case, even if the book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, is not 100% airtight, I think the points that are being made by the author are really significant and are potentially helpful to a lot of people. What I realized just today was in stopping for a moment to evaluate who I am and what are the things that I really tell myself on a regular basis, I immediately arrived at some very deep truths about who I am and about who I say I am, not just other people, but most importantly, first and foremost, who I say I am to myself, the things that I'm constantly speaking over myself. It aligned really well with another audio program I was listening to that I've mentioned on here by Jack Canfield called Maximum Confidence. And so it really aligned very well with what, um, you know, Mr. Canfield is teaching uh, on maximum confidence as well, which is um, really all about affirmations, about affirming the vision for your life, of your life that you have. And, you know, in doing that, I had begun some visualizations, which are very common among those who are successful, whether it's in sports or in business or just in their personal life, people who are very successful tend to be visualizers. They tend to be people who sit down and at least, you know, 10, 15 minutes each day, they visualize success. This is really common among golfers. You know, they'll visualize their shot prior to taking it. And, you know, top golf, you know, pros swear by this. They won't take a shot until they've visualized it. And so, you know, incorporating this into your daily life I think is a good way to to break the habit of being yourself. In other words, get your mind into a new state, a new way of thinking. If you're constantly allowing yourself to only see and hear what is like actually around you, you may not be surrounded right now with the ideal life, what you actually want. So for example, if you want a nicer home, you can't currently right now change your living space. You might be coming home to a small studio apartment. You might be coming home to an old, broken down, dilapidated uh, house. Maybe you're renting, maybe you own it. Either way, you may not be confronted every single day in reality with the living environment that you really want to be in. But what you can do is every single day you can visualize what it would be like to walk through that house. And as you do that, you begin to feel what it would feel like to walk through that house. Let me tell you what, what I've found. And you can test this for yourself and see if there's anything um, in it for you. What I've found is that when I begin doing visualization, some really weird things start to happen. Okay. One of my goals is to achieve a ring for my company. So my company, when you reach hundred thousand dollars, uh, in earnings. And when you maintain that level of income, whatever the monthly breakdown is there, when you maintain that for 12 months, uh, the company awards you with a ring. It's this really nice silver and gold ring. Uh, and it's in, you know, it's got a the company logo on top. And so this is something, this is a, a major goal of mine. As a matter of fact, this is my my first and foremost goal heading into this year is to develop that income so that I can get that ring. Okay, and what I found is that when I begin to visualize that ceremony, okay, so at their convention, they'll give people uh, who have earned it the ring on stage. They'll bring you up on stage, uh, present you with the ring, give you an opportunity to speak before the audience for just a few minutes. And what I found so interesting is that in visualizing this, I find that my own mind is thwarting the vision. It it, it is really the weirdest thing. So when I'm beginning to visualize this, several things start to happen. Sometimes as I'm visualizing coming on stage, all of a sudden my mind will visualize that I'm tripping, that I'm falling, that I'm off balance. Or when I go to shake the owner's hand Right. And he goes to give me the ring. I might visualize, and I'm not trying to visualize this, but it slips into my, into my head, into my mind that I might, I might go and I might miss his hand for the handshake or that I might drop the ring or fumble it in my hands or that I might feel awkward or, or clunky uh, in that environment. In other words, it does not feel natural as I'm beginning to visualize these things. And I think that's really interesting. I think that shows that deep down there's some programming going on, that maybe there are some parts of my subconscious that aren't quite comfortable yet with this idea of achieving this ring. And I personally feel like in order to do it, I have to first be at a place where my mind is completely comfortable with visualizing it. So, you know... I I don't know how you feel about visualizations or affirmations. Um, I know some people um, feel a little weird about them, okay? I, I personally think there are enough successful people who practice both of those things, affirmations and visualizations, that I'd be kind of crazy not to, And especially when you start practicing it and you start experiencing like what I'm talking about, where your mind is struggling to actually imagine. I mean, think about this for just a minute. If I can't sit down in a room and imagine receiving that ring and everything goes smoothly, how in the world do I think that I'm going to create that in the real world, okay, outside of my head? If I can't even imagine it going smoothly in my mind, how can I possibly think that it's actually going to happen out there? You see, I think there's some mental blocks here, and I think that by visualizing and working through those things, that eventually I get to a place where I feel that I can sink into and accept this award that I say that I want. So, you know, take this for yourself and evaluate if maybe you can break the habit of being yourself by changing the way you feel through visualizations or affirmations. You know, when you start to affirm things and you say, I am strong, I am powerful, I am successful, right? Whatever the affirmation is for you, when you begin speaking that in the present tense and saying, I am this or I am that, that's a powerful statement. It will make you feel a particular way. When you have a really good affirmation, Jack Canfield says, when you have a really good affirmation, it makes you feel really funny there's this funny sensation in your stomach. Okay. Say you want to lose weight and you start saying, uh, I am my ideal weight. You know, I, and and when you start to say that it's what, what Canfield talks about is, you know, you start to acknowledge for a second that you're lying. You say, well, I'm not at my ideal weight. And there's this sort of tension that arises in your mind. Right. And it's that tension, which can propel you forward and toward your goals. So I challenge you to break the habit of being yourself, to practice visualizations and affirmations, and change the way you feel by changing the way you think, and also changing the way you think by changing the way that you feel, working both of those angles there until you're not only feeling like the person you want to be, but you're also thinking like the person you want to be as well. And in so doing, what are we except a collection of thinking and feeling right? A collection of thoughts and a collection of feelings. And so as you start to do this and you start to think differently and feel differently, guess what? You become something different. You become that thing which you desire. And that's my hope for each and every one of you listening to this, that you would become that which you sincerely desire. And when you do, I hope that you'll remember me and remember this podcast, and I hope you'll reach out to share your story because I really look forward to hearing it. And I really do believe as I started this podcast this year, it's not like I had subscribers. It's not like I had you know people listening to my podcast. I started this podcast and I said, I don't care if anyone listens to it or not. I'm doing this every single day in 2019 because it's going to make me the person that I want to be. It's going to make me a diligent and dedicated person. And I'm trusting and believing that down the road, these podcasts are going to impact somebody's life. If they just impact one person, I feel like it's worth it. And in fact, I would say, I know it is already affecting one person, it's affecting me. But if it can affect one other, I think that would be absolutely amazing. So, if this podcast has resonated with you today, if anything you've heard in the podcast so far has spoken to you, has moved you, or motivated you, or challenged you, I really encourage you to reach out to me. They have this cool feature here on Anchor. If that's how you're listening, you may be listening on a different platform, but if you're on Anchor, they have this cool feature where you can send me a message like a voicemail, right? And I think that would just be amazing if you sent me a message on here. You got in touch with me in some other way to let let me know that this podcast was beneficial to you and your life. Here is to your absolute greatest success, to the achievement and the accomplishment of your most sincere goals. Here's to the rest of your amazing 2019.